Hey guys, can I tell you about my friends at Solid Roofing? These guys are incredible. They are top notch. They have got everything that you're going to need to make your roof look incredible for the holiday season. Give them a call today at 918 809 2234. Wouldn't it be nice to know that your contractor is also a licensed insurance adjuster? Because that's exactly what Solid Roofing has. Give them a call today. 918-809-2234. Solid Roofing. You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program, where faith, family, and culture all collide with a biblical worldview. Your host for the Northfield Radio Program is Caleb Gordon. You can find out more about Caleb at www.calebgordon.com. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. As always, I want to give a little shout out to Outpost Coffee for providing us with just incredible beverages. Check them out at outpostcoffeeco.com. So on today's program, I'm really excited. I have another friend in studio with me, not on the phone, but actually in person. It is the pastor from First Baptist Church of Copan, Oklahoma, the big thriving (laughs) giant population of Copan. Michael Leskowat, how are you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome. So here's what I want to do just in this um, little show that we're going to do. I want to get to know you better. I want to ask questions, and we're just going to have a conversation about, let's just talk about Christianity, about life, but let's talk about you first and just find out sure. where are you from, or where are you from originally, just sort of kind of give us a background of who you are. Yeah, so I uh, was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, one of nine children. I was so six, number six out of nine. Um, homeschooled, would have been in the Union District if uh, folks are familiar with school districts in Oklahoma. Sure. Um, uh, around 15, 16, felt a call to pursue military chaplaincy. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, so I ended up going to college in Missouri at uh, Southwest Baptist University yep. there in Bolivar. Yep, Bolivar. And then. Uh, uh, with that, did ROTC there, um, and uh, then pursued seminary up at uh, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. And then through a course of events, God bring people together. Um, I've heard about uh, Copan, uh, <laughs> the thriving town, as you said, about 800 people. Uh, Big in, metropolis. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Needing a, a pastor for the First Baptist Church there. And about, you know, about 30 folks there on a Sunday morning, a uh, smaller congregation, but dovetailed really well into then also serving as a, a chaplain for yeah. the Army Reserves. So currently kind of doing both of those. Wearing the two hats. Exactly. Nice, yeah. nice. So you're married, got kids, all yeah. kind of, okay, yeah. Yeah. wife's name, kid's name. Married, all. Uh, married to Laura, been married for two years and counting, uh, have a one-year-old, one, one and two-month-year-old, uh, Josiah. And another one on the way, uh, who's due in December. December, huh? Another boy. Ooh, another boy. So you're a house full of boys. That's right. It's Your poor wife. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, tell me, um, how did how did you get saved? Um, how did Jesus get a hold of your heart? Yeah, I was about to, so I grew up. My my family was uh, my my parents were Christians and I loved the Lord. 
and so definitely heard about the Lord, heard the gospel many times growing up. Uh, they were faithful to bring us to church and um, vi- valued the Lord, not just on Sundays, but also incorporating, incorporating that into daily life. Yeah. And so um, in some ways, becoming a Christian <laughs> was like a peer pressure type thing. Like, yeah, sure. this is a good thing. Like everybody does it sort of a thing. You ran in those circles. So therefore oh, it was. Right. Yeah. Socially acceptable. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not yep. only socially acceptable, but socially approved and almost socially rewarded. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I, I was probably about seven or so when I uh, came to my dad one Sunday after church and uh, I told him, Hey, uh, I want to become a Christian. And he goes, uh, well, why is that? And I said, well, I don't want to go to hell and be separated from you and from all my brothers and sisters mm-hmm. who are Christians. And That emotional. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so he turns to me and he goes, Michael, that's not the right reason. Oh, and your I'm dad's like, awesome. <laughs> your dad's awesome. <laughs> who wouldn't want me to become a Christian? Come on. like. <laughs> but it was exactly what I needed to hear because it yep. literally was nothing related to conviction of sin. I mean, I knew I'd sin and things like that, but it was all selfish reasons. I sure. just wanted to be with my family. And, and even in that response, you'd hear nothing about the Lord right. or anything like that. So I'm so thankful the Lord gave him eyes to see that. We live in a world, like, and this is what I love, just having conversations. Yeah. I just, the things that I see in, evangel- in evangelicalism uh-huh. is a bulk of parents, uh-huh. if their kid came to them and said, Daddy, I want I want to get saved. And they said, well, well I don't want to go to hell. Well, that's a great reason, sweetheart. Uh-huh. Let's sit down. Let's pray this prayer. Yeah. Let's pray. And let's and, and then we'd have this mantra yeah. and this little intan- incantation yeah. that we'd, we'd stamp out. And, and say, it okay, is a good reason. Sure, but it's not sure. The- <laughs> no, no, no. Like, yeah. There yeah. is that, that self-preservation and, idea. Right, but, yeah. but that's not the primary motive for right. wanting to come to Christ. Right. But if that's as a small child. Yeah. The, the idea of sin, the idea of depravity mm-hmm. is not really grounded inside of a, a child's mind. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying because, you know, coming to a Jesus said, come to me with childlike faith. Uh-huh. But if you come with selfish motives, that's the reason. Right. I mean, I've talked on this on this on this program about uh, the the. the the program called Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames, okay. which was a really big thing here in Oklahoma, especially oh, okay. in Bartlesville, um, where it's it's just this long program where they have different death scenes where people oh. die. It's oh, sort of okay. kind of like the like okay. the scary things at Halloween where they go. You go to these <gasps> churches. Does church do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some, some of these things like that, and they have these. You go. Sorry, I didn't mean to name names. No, but. that's fine. No, it's totally fine. I don't care. Um, but these these different churches have these these programs that are mm-hmm. geared towards fear and, yeah. and John Piper says you cannot scare people into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. It's it just, and so to, that your dad had those, that kind of eye, mindset, uh-huh. and the eyes, the, yeah. the eye of faith to say, yeah. listen, Michael, this is, I understand why you want to be saved. And that's a good reason, but here's the correct reason why, and yeah. led you through that process to give you that direction. <laughs> you know, he, I don't think he even in that moment told me what the right reason was. He probably, <laughs> but just I was mean, like, granted, you know, in right. our whole, you know, the sphere of life, I, <laughs> wasn't the only time. Oh, sure. that we talked about these things. So, yeah, <laughs> that I love that your dad was willing to do that. Okay, so yeah. I, I I jumped on a rabbit there. Okay, so I apologize. No, so keep great. going. You, you, yeah. Um, so yeah, he told me these things, and I, I kind of like. I think I was talking to him in the kitchen, so I just kind of walked out of the kitchen. (laughs) And I don't know if it was the course of a month or if it was was longer than that, but Mm -hmm. really 
there was a period of time in which God was working on me. And even like one of the ladies in my church remarked, hey, Michael, why don't you, aren't you singing when we're singing some of these hymns? Well, mm-hmm. it just like struck me like, well, I, I, and I don't remember this, but she told me this later. You, you'd said, uh, I can't because I'm not a Christian. Like Oof. there was that consciousness. Like that You understood. I understood. Like I can't sing, you know, I, I'm a child of the king or whatever else, you know, uh, Oh, happy day, right? Mm-hmm. When Christ washed my sins away. All he had, like, I, sins aren't I washed was, away. Yeah, yet. <laughs> I was feeling the weight of that. <laughs> and so, uh, man, uh, yeah, but a, uh, a, through the course, whether it was, uh, again, you know, sitting under preaching, yeah. uh, teaching, the weight of God, the Holy Spirit working on my heart. And there came, it was a Sunday night. I was in bed but was not sleeping it was yeah. just i felt the conviction of my sin before the lord and i knew i needed god's forgiveness and so, absolutely again i went to my dad and said hey i want to become a christian and uh this time i don't remember him asking me why but <laughs> i think you know he, he must have had the daddy yeah. eyes to see yep. you know he he's he's walked me through and what the bible said had to say about becoming a christian sure. and uh trusting in the lord and Confessing that's, our sins and those things. So. That's similar. I grew up in my my dad's a pastor, okay. and, and so I grew up yeah. in that that whole mindset as well. And and you know, I went to camp and I yeah. you know rededicated my life and all okay. this stuff. And then I I was uh, eighteen years old. It was uh, summer of nineteen ninety eight. Okay, and I was I was sitting in our church, and Dad was preaching about Pharisees and having being beautiful on the outside, they were like a whitewashed tomb, yeah. beautiful on the outside, but full of dead men's bones. And I was like, yeah. Holy Spirit was like. Ding, 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 ding. That's you, Caleb. And I was like, holy cow. And wow. so I, you know, after church, I was like, dad, listen, I, I need to be saved. And he's wow. like, and he was like, okay. And like, he didn't fight. I mean, there was nothing I, like I, I knew parents like... that fought this, like the, ah. that they would get that conviction. You know, the the child would have the conviction and yeah. they say, you know, I need to be saved. And mom said, well, you made a decision back at camp, fi- uh-huh. you know, five uh-huh. years ago. So you're saved. Uh-huh. Stop, stop worrying about that uh-huh. because they were concerned about their image. Uh, they're concerned about what you know yeah. other people well, well if he's not you know but that's the same thing that's happened to my myself my brother had the same thing about mm. two years ago mm. um he was listening to a john MacArthur sermon about you know just what it looked like the yeah. spiritual inventory and he was like i'm i'm not saved wow. and called my dad went up to his office and was like i i'm not saved we need yeah to, how old know, was what, he he was mid-30s yeah and so this is i mean i I have so many friends that have come to Christ the same way. A, a yeah. bulk of our young adults in our in our church, yeah, uh, have gone to church for years, yeah. Or and some, you know, it's on and off, and they thought they were saved because you know they're quote unquote good people, and they live in a, they live in Oklahoma, where, where that's where Christians live is Oklahoma and Texas, right? And so <laughs> they, um, you know, I've got I can name so many people that that thought they were saved, yeah, and they weren't, yeah, because. They had this mindset of, oh, I just, I, you know, I, I said this prayer back when I was in, you know, a junior high, and yeah. so I believe I'm, I'm a Christian now. Yeah. When it, it, the fact is that they, they never were saved. Yeah, it's not the words of yeah. the mouth. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, yeah. The the only way a man, woman, boy, or girl could be saved is if the Holy Spirit draws. Yeah. And if the, the Holy Spirit doesn't draw, yeah, we're in trouble. So, all right. So, how did you? Where did the where did the draw the pull to want to be a pastor? Where did that come in or, yeah. or a chaplain? I guess. Yeah. I mean, which right. one and the same? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're the, sharing the gospel with these heart, military the guys. Pastoral aspect of chaplaincy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, um, was not immediate. 
that's for sure. Um, I was about 15 and a half going on 16 okay. when um, I uh, was getting to that stage of life. I was beginning to wonder what am I going to do yeah. with my life? Yep. You know, like high school only lasts so long and then comes it what? Come, it, came, <laughs> it came fast, too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, starting to think through those things. And really, I mean, uh, just really thinking I can be pretty much happy doing whatever, you yeah. know, I enjoy just working at a desk job, whatever, you know, that amphibious, you know, that yeah, sure. desk job, doing stuff, you know, typing stuff on a computer. Just ma- uh, making money, doing something. Right. Sure. Yeah. Or sweeping streets. I'd be happy doing that, you know, doing a good job, making things clean. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I just just thinking of, of, about that. And then for some reason, uh, and God's, you know, he, he just kind of prompted me with the thought of, I guess maybe even I internally vocalized, but I don't think I'd want to be a, like a, in full-time ministry. I don't think I, I would want to do that because, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do that because it's just a lot of spiritual responsibility. Yeah. And I don't want that type of spiritual responsibility. Right. And um, so then in hearing, uh, whatever that was, that internal, uh, all of a sudden you have a check of like, yep. well, if I'm not willing to do that, am I really willing to do whatever God might want me to do? Right. And it was just like that automatical, of course, I know that's not the right reason, but at the same time, like, <laughs> honestly, I think that's where I'm at. Sure. And, uh, and it wasn't an immediate, like, repentance, oh, Lord, please forgive me for not being willing. But it was like over the course of some time, whether it was sermons I heard preached or things like that, that, I, you know, my preacher might have been saying the same things. And yeah. God was just highlighting them as I was, as I was listening. Um, but came to the conviction and the realization, just the real I. I can't say no to to say I'm willing to do whatever God might want me to do yeah. and then block off one area. Right. And it wasn't as if God was saying, oh, this is what you're, I want you to do. This is what you're doing. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, but right. it was just coming to that point. And I can, for some reason, I can visualize kind of where I was. It was in our my bedroom uh, and there, by the windowsill, the sun coming in. I just, I just remember, and again, it wasn't like, Anything audible was just like, oh, yeah, I need to be willing in the Lord's eyes. Lord, I am willing to do whatever you might want me to do. And when you, in the moment that you you drop that that wall, the moment yeah. you say, okay, Lord, I, I'm willing to do whatever, send me, do uh-huh. whatever it is, then God, what, opens doors and you start seeing, you know, sort of this path. That then, yeah, it I, was very unclear then. Okay. It was, yeah, for a long period of time, it was like, I, I'm just willing, you know? Sure. And then, well, I don't know. I say for a long period of time. It was soon after that then I, I started seeing, okay, there's a need in the military for chaplains. Yeah. I was yep. started being involved in the Civil Air Patrol and Auxiliary of the Air Force. Got to, got to go to like a chaplain's conference for chaplains in Civil Air Patrol. And so God just kind of started opening up doors and I started both having the desire and uh, seeing the need for um, chaplains in the military specifically and started, okay, what do I need to do to do that? seems like God's leading in that direction. Yeah. I, I have a desire for this. What, what, would, what would that be require? And so, yeah, okay, I need to get a college degree. I need to do these things. Go through the process to do yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So in what's some of the, what's some of the, the struggles that you've had as – because here's the thing. We, we, we've seen over the last month – pastors who are struggling with depression they're mm-hmm. struggling with anxiety they're struggling because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and, and and being the son of a pastor i you know there's moments where it's where it is i mean being a leader is lonely mm-hmm. uh, not saying my dad was ever just you know riddled with depression because mm-hmm. it wasn't but mm-hmm. it just I, I know pastors and i know a lot of people that are just i mean 
they 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 are have they do have moments of loneliness. How, how do you mm-hmm. how do you walk through those waters as, as a pastor? Yeah. Um, I want to share that with you, but at the same time, I want to say like I've only been pastoring for two years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Doing and much that's, so that perspective. My not experience, bad. my cha- my my experience, my perspective might change over the course of time, but yeah. Um, uh, uh, how do I? How I combat that? Part of it is uh, right now. I do not feel alone. Sure. <laughs> um, so part of it's relationships like that's yours, good. You know, yeah, that's I, absolutely I enjoy, good. You know, getting together and, and having coffee with other people in the area that I can talk to. I, I've, you know, I think of some some friendships that I made in seminary of, of friends that I still keep up with, and then intentionally like for our vacation, <laughs> we had vacation with my best friend from seminary. We said, hey, we want to. We want you guys to come down too. Well, you awesome. know, we'll pay yeah. your way. Whatever you, we oh, want wow. you to come. You know, like, and so we got together. You know, we're just like, <laughs> we're gonna have a, yeah, it was just sweet time of fellowship. You know, and it might not be able that we'll have long conversations every week, but like, you know, whenever we do, it's good, and we can ask, pray for each other. And this is the thing that I love about this is is that you still have a fresh perspective. I think mm-hmm. some pastors get so entrenched in the ministry mm-hmm. that they lose that idea of community Hmm. and we, 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 we get so focused in on trying to help the flock Hmm. or fix the flock or whatever, whatever terminology you Hmm. want to use Hmm. that we forget that this, we're, we are a part pastors, Hmm. ministers are a part of the community Hmm. of faith. Hmm. I mean, yes, we may be shepherding, Hmm. but we're still God's kids yes. and we still need to be a part of community. Yes. We still need to be, yeah. we have moments where we have conversations with people and you may not want to be open and vulnerable with everybody, but there needs right. to be someone that you're yes. willing to communicate with yeah. and talk with. Because if we don't have those conversations, yeah. I think that's when you're going to see miss out on one of God's main means of helping us yep. walk in faithfulness. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So as a chaplain, what's been sort of kind of some of the fun things that you've been able to do? Um, Man, uh, when I was in ROTC, when I was pursuing it, I got mm-hmm. to go to airborne school. That was fun. Like the rah rah, jump out of airplanes. Oh, you jumped out of an airplane five times. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he calls the five jump wonder. Oh my goodness! I've yeah. never jumped out of a plane, and I just I know. Why would you want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane? There's, uh, I have friends yep. that like uh, that I work with that I that they love yeah. air jump, like they air uh, uh, skydiving. Yep, and. Yeah. That just seems insane to me, but yeah. Well, you got you know you got to be prepared. <laughs> uh, well, it was one of the reasons D-Day worked. We had paratroopers. Uh, that's so true. Got, so yeah. wow, that's one reason to jump out of a perfect. That would plane. be that would be a reason yeah. if you're yeah, okay. Or, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> You've got me there. <laughs> uh, other fun things. Oh man, I enjoy the that pastoral aspect. So conversations with soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a position that. Thankfully, there have been good chaplains over the years that there's a respect for the position yeah. within the Army. And so people know, hey, I can go talk to the chaplain. Yep. And there's an understanding there. So just getting to encourage soldiers. And getting to pray with them and be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Walk through life. So you actually lead like a church service at, when you're out? Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do a chapel what service. What does that look like? Um, just like a normal church service or how no, is it? Yep. It's going to be right. You know, so I, I'm in the reserves, so we meet at reserve centers or we're going to be out in the field doing a field training exercise. And so it looks so you've had church like in we a adapt field? it to whatever the circumstance is, wherever the soldiers are, that's okay. where the service is going to be. Very so, cool. 
um, when we're at the reserve building, just, okay, got some time, sit down in a classroom, and I'll yep. maybe cover up some wires with a, a flag <laughs> that's got a cross on it or something, trying to set the stage for a space, sure, put, sure. put out some Bibles, <laughs> sing it, you know. What's a normal attendance look like for those things? Oh, you know, anywhere from, like, two to three to 15 for, you know, because of the, the, sure, the, the small size. groups. Yep, of, yep, yep, so, yep. So out of, you know, 45 people in the group, you know, uh, at the space where I'm going. So my battalion is split up. It's not all in one location. So gotcha. it just depends on where we're at. Wow. Yeah. So in what do you think one of the biggest um, trials the church in, in, in America is facing today? I mean, because you, you've seen, you get to see things a little bit from a different perspective. But, I mean, just just in your faith journey, what do you think some of the biggest trials and some of the biggest um, hurdles that the church in America has to, to face? Yeah. Mm. Man, I, uh, I always struggle with the biggest questions, <laughs> trying to quantify that, but... Yeah, man. Um, uh, when the church stops being the church, that that definitely has an impact on America, the, the mm-hmm. country. Uh, I don't know. Am I understanding your question? So when you say when you say the church being the church, what I mean, flesh that out a little bit. When you say yeah. when the church stops being the church, can you? Yeah, what when does we that start like? focusing on uh, uh, cultural help programs, uh, um, even like uh, food pantry. Um, things which are good things often sure. can be a part Absolutely. of a church's ministry, but they they may be secondary. So, Absolutely. Um, when we lose, so for example, my my wife grew up in a variety of churches. Some some of the Methodist churches. Again, I'm not saying no. I get it. No, that's not all Methodist saying. church. The same. This is her experience. No, I get it. Uh, but within this church, uh, she doesn't really remember hearing the gospel that much preached when she was, uh, and so I think. When we lose, so what was it focused on? It was focused on, oh, let's help your marriages. We hear some principles. This mm-hmm. sermon's on marriage, so it's these are You're some three it. principles for improving your marriage. Yep. And when that that's great, you know, we want to improve people's marriages, but when we do that, divorced from our, the gospel, we're divorced mm-hmm. from our relationship with Christ. That has to be the bedrock for them. Oh, so God, I love it. Um, I love that she, you're saying this. This is <laughs> you know, great. I, I experienced the gospel being preached a lot when yep. I was growing oh, up. Oh yeah, so that's it was I, it was a foreign concept to me in some ways. See, you're the same. You and I were the same guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have the and, same thing. I see all the same exact stuff because I'm, you know, I, I hear this stuff and I'm like, I grew up in a church where the gospel was proclaimed constantly. So yeah. this is, you know, so I go to a church where I'm like. The guy didn't say anything. And people are like, oh, this just this church is it's just this, understood. This is just like a really cool church. You gotta you gotta be a part. This music program is just like the way that yeah. the, the stage is set up and everything going. It's amazing. This church is That's incredible. Great. It's great. great. It's I'm wonderful. Like, I mean, it's awesome. Thank I'm you so glad many, for excellence. There's so many incredible <laughs> programs for everybody from like little tiny kids to you know 100 yeah. year 105 year old people. It's uh-huh. just incredible. Blah 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 blah. And they go through all these different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like. But where's the gospel in all of this? Yeah. Is the gospel being proclaimed? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the gospel? And uh-huh. you ask that question to yeah. the average churchgoer, yeah. the average church attender, the average churchgoer. They can't explain yeah. the gospel. And you know what? I mean, honestly, one of the things that really helped me most in articulating the gospel, I mean, first was actually 
becoming a Christian. So yeah. <laughs> God's saving me. That was <laughs> That's <laughs> always helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, uh, and yes, it was proclaimed to churches. But when I started, I started teaching backyard Bible clubs mm-hmm. when I was uh, in, you know, teenager, 13 or so. We had Child Evangelism Fellowship, a international organization. I don't know if you ever heard of them. But uh, they actually, you know, in, in this part of teaching these was they taught us the gospel. Like, yeah. okay, yep. what is, who is God? Who is man? What is, what did Christ do for you? How are we called to and respond? The average churchgoer can't really give, I mean, if you have that conversation with somebody that's not really deep into their, the idea it's of their like faith. deer in the headlights. They really, um, hey, explain the gospel to me. I don't want to get it wrong. So. They're like, oh, that's, that's the pastor's job. That, I've heard that, uh, that, I've had that, I've had a conversation uh, with people and I said, just yeah. go ahead and just give me the, what is the gospel? And they're like, well, that's the pastor's job. <laughs> uh no his job is to equip you for the work of the ministry that's that's he's, yeah exactly he's equipping you to do this yeah that's right so that yeah. oh, i love it i love yeah. it because i had this i did i had the same types of conversations with people and i and i i grew up hearing this yeah and there's nothing wrong with social programs or food programs or any of those, those are right. not necessarily yeah. bad things but tremendous ways to open up the doors for absolutely yeah. they're great they're great tools and if if but if we allow good things mm-hmm. to replace the best thing the gospel yeah. Yeah. that good thing becomes a stumbling yeah. block becomes evil yeah. in its intent yeah. and and it's and it, we see it, it's everywhere yeah. it's just seeped into the church culture and it's i believe and I think this is what you're saying. This yeah. is the biggest hurdle for the churches yeah. that we're we're abandoning the gospel for social programs. Yeah, and, and when then we, once the gospel is gone, then the impetus and the motivation for loving others because you love God is gone, and you have no. Eventually, you you lose your real purpose for those programs. Absolutely, <laughs> and that's. Yeah. Hundred percent. If yeah. the reason we do good things is because Christ has saved us, right? The reason we yeah. extend mercy is because mercy has been extended right. to us. The reason we yeah. do all these things is because Christ has done to us first. He's right. redeemed and He's reconciled us. And if yeah. that is not the primary objective of the church, yeah, we're no more. We're the Rotary Club, <laughs> yeah, right? Or the yeah. Kiwanis Club, or or Boy Scouts, or right. whatever. Right. We're we're not a church. Yeah. Right. And that that yeah. that is that's the reason I love the church is because that is the mission of the church is the mm-hmm. gospel mm-hmm. because at the end of the day that's all that matters mm-hmm. in ten thousand years all that will matter is Jesus yeah. and his message yeah. which is the gospel the good news mm-hmm. of what he did on our behalf mm-hmm. in ten thousand years when you and I are in heaven mm-hmm. that's what we our our solid foundation mm-hmm. will be yeah. Jesus yeah that's it that's what, the only reason we'll be able to stand yeah Oof, man good stuff um. Michael, um, okay, so you're give us just give a plug for your church. Your first Baptist <laughs> Copan. Where uh, give me some address. How do yeah. how do you, how do you get there? Yeah, it is in Copan. So if you drive around Copan enough times, you'll run into <clears throat> it. Just go up but, 75 <laughs> north. <laughs> that's right. What yep. times your services start? Uh, Eleven o'clock on Sundays. Eleven yep. o'clock on Sunday. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. And uh, you got Wednesday night. Yep, we got Wednesday nights. Uh, Wednesday nights split up to sometimes we're doing so two Sundays or sorry two Wednesdays we spend in like a small group time sermon discussion sure. application and then some of the other ones are more practical things like a business meeting and another and then outreach related. So, and I know you, yeah. I know that they can find you on Facebook. So if they just type in First Baptist Copan, That's Oklahoma, right. yep, and find you on Facebook, copanbaptist.com. Copanbaptist.com. Hey, can you dismiss us in prayer? Absolutely. Thanks, man. Lord, thank you for, um, yeah, giving us life. Uh, thank you for the 
the world that you created and for giving us um, a purpose to glorify you, to and enjoy you as you created us to do. May we, our lives reflect you. May we not lose sight of yeah. the things you've called us to do. May we both, um, yeah, be grounded in the gospel and share that with others. May may your church be strengthened. And uh, because of that, our, our country um, strengthened as well. Pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for uh, being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank right. you, Caleb. Bye-bye. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.